Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8. Finally, my brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, and whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Think on these things. Amen. Lord, I'm so thankful tonight for the privilege to be in the house of God. Lord, that we can worship with one another, that we can be in your presence, give you honor and glory, that we can open our heart for the word of God, that we can glean from it, and that we can grow by it. And Lord, I pray for your anointing to help me deliver your word. And Lord, help us all to receive it and to apply it and grow in it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Norman Vincent Peale wrote a book that most of the world is familiar with the title, if not read the book. And it was The Power of Positive Thinking. Everybody say, The Power of Positive Thinking. And it's true. It's a good book. I hadn't read it all, but uh, it's a good book. It's well known. Its purpose is right on target. But there's one thing that it doesn't cover, or oh, I'm sure it covers it, but the title doesn't cover it, and that's what most people are familiar with, is, and that's what I'm going to title this tonight, The Power of Thinking. Everybody say, The Power of Thinking. And the reason that is because there's power in positive thinking, but there's power in thinking, period. There's power in negative thinking, the wrong kind of power. And so we're responsible and we're affected and we're impacted by our thinking. Amen? Inventions, most if not all, I'm going to say all inventions that has changed the world, impacted all of our lives. And we're all going, I wish I could think of something to invent. Anybody ever done that? Yeah, I remember as a 12-year-old kid thinking about a way to make a telephone be able to see the other person you're talking to. At 12 years old, I thought, wouldn't that be awesome if I could invent that? But somebody did. They ought to send me the royalty for thinking of it. But so all inventions that have changed and impacted our world and blessed our lives came by way of what? Thinking. Somebody had to think. And they had to think things through. They had to do trial and error and then think about why it didn't work and what better would work? So thinking has impacted the world. In fact, I'll go a little further, and I'm going to say that thinking is the most powerful part of our life, both spiritually and physically. Now, I know without the Holy Ghost, there's no power of that. But even after the Holy Ghost, we can have the Holy Ghost, and our thinking can be negative, and it can disrupt and deteriorate. And so the power of thinking is always going to be impactful in our lives, and we don't always give it the attention and the understanding that what thinking does. Somebody say, praise the Lord. 
I read a quote in study. It says, what you put into your mind determines what you get out of it. And, and that's true. Uh, but you know, who invented the first computer? Anybody know you computer whizzes? The Shannon? Okay, good answer. Any, anybody, you know, I can't remember in that, but you know, who can, you know who created the first computer? God. Oh, right here. It has a very major storage capacity. The ability to pull up memory and thoughts and work through and calculate. I mean, this brain can calculate before a calculator can calculate. That's the power of thinking. Well, let me add 5 plus 5 and give me the answer. 5 plus 5. You had to think to do that, didn't you? Now tell me 5 plus 2 plus 12 plus 13 plus 14. Yeah, 35, good enough. <laughs> he didn't think, he just lied. No, <laughs> he just made it up. But I, I put it more stop. But it takes thinking. Everybody say thinking. And so this brain that we have is an incredible calculator and computer. In fact, without it, nobody would have thought about a computer. But there's something called, I don't know how to pronounce it, G-I-G-O. It ain't the G-I-G-O we use when we were kids, the army guy. But it means garbage in, garbage out. And that's what we put in, comes out. My coffee pot that I have in my office, in my home, if I put six cups of water, six cups of coffee is coming out. It determines what I pour in it on how much comes out of it. Now, what time is it? 7.22. I'm not asking that for the reason of knowing how long I'm preaching. Uh, by now, the average person, each of you, we're all average people for the most part. Has already had 8,000 separate thoughts for the day. 8,000. And you'll have two more thousand before the evening's up. Before you lay your head on a pillow. That's 10,000 separate thoughts in a day. I never thought about that. I learned this through studying. That's a lot of thoughts. Now. If I were to give you $10,000 at 7 o'clock this morning, okay? Listen. Yeah, you. $10,000. And I said, till 7 o'clock in the morning, you got to spend every bit of it. What if I told you that? I'll give you $10,000. Everybody raise their hand. Only problem is, before you can give it, you got to get, you got to have it. I ain't got it. But if I were to give you $10,000 and said you got to spend it all by 7 o'clock in the morning, would you, what would you do? I'm going to tell you what every one of you would do. You start thinking. What bills we got we really need off our back? What, what is something we've been really doing without we need to buy it? Here's our chance. 
and you start thinking about, well, then you rethink, oh, well, no, let me think about something else. And before a period of time, you had been already thought and planned every dime of it. You can't save it, you got to spend it, right? Isn't it, isn't it something, and I'm guilty, we're all guilty, that we could plan how to spend our money, but we don't plan how to spend our thinking. But yet our thinking impacts our life much greater than the dollar. And so tonight the Lord's been dealing with me this for this for about a week. And I, you know, I got more than I'm ever going to put bring out tonight. And either I won't bring it all out, or we'll go again next week. But if you live to be 75 years old, you would have 26 million different thoughts. And if thoughts impact my life, it would be wise of me and you to plan those thoughts. Now, we can't plan every thought. We can't plan every thought. Somebody says something to us, we didn't know they were going to say, and we got to think about it. Thought flies over your thought comes to our mind, and we start thinking about something else. We can get distracted quickly. You wake up in the middle of the night, what do you do? You think. You lay there and think. Right? When you wake up in the middle of the night, you lay there and think. When you go to bed at night, you lay there and think. Before you crawl out of the bed in the morning, you lay there and think. Hello? Our mind never stops thinking. They say even when we're asleep, that's probably why we dream some stuff. Because we think. You ever dream things that were real life situations at the moment? And that dream was real people. You made real conversation over real past experiences. And you wonder, how did I do that in a dream? Because your mind, our mind is never stopping thinking. That's why I can think 10,000 separate thoughts in a day. But also we found out that a mind, no, no mind can occupy two thoughts at the same time. Try it. Can't do it. It's impossible. For it to occupy, you know, you can go back and forth. But it's not going to think on two thoughts at the same time. So that proves that we can control what we think. You go get out of, uh, you look at your battery in your car. One side says positive, the other side says what? Kind of like us. We got a positive side and we got a negative side. And they're both connected. And they're both a part of our everyday life. The only thing is, we can choose how much of the positive and how much of the negative that we use. And we all struggle with our thinking. You know, we talk about the tongue being the most unruly member, most untamed thing of our life, and the Bible says that it is. And our tongue gets us in trouble. There's power of life and death in the, in the tongue. We can build up or we can tear down. We can edify, encourage, or discourage. Somebody can change your entire day by just three words. 
They can ruin your day quickly. I've had it happen many times. But I've probably ruined some days. Hello? It doesn't take long. So if our tongue and we recognize the danger and the impact and it's set on fire of hell. The tongue is like the, the rudder that guides the ship. The bit in the horse's bridle that turns this direction of the horse. And so if that and it is the case, but what about our mind that speaks to the tongue? So we have to look at the mind as something that is so powerful and so vital, but yet so dangerous, so powerful, whether it be productive or destructive. Everybody say praise the Lord. Now, there's an old saying that you can't stop a bird from flying over your head. Right? Well, what? You can't stop him from landing. Hello? We can't stop thoughts. You ever got angry at some thoughts came into your mind? You ever felt ashamed? Disappointed? discouraged so we can't stop that but we can't prevent it from reaching out and grabbing it and begin to think on it and there's where the problems become it's when we begin to think on these wrong thoughts I'm going to use an example thinking impacts our faith do you know that? One of the biggest struggles our faith has is we think. Or we get on the internet and we Google. And then we think. You go to Google and some stuff, you're going to think you got every bit of it. Huh? Y'all come on now, help me out. It affects our faith. What did what the, the writer say? Think myself happy? Hello? Sometimes we need to... Think ourselves happy. How do you think yourself happy? Think on good things. Think on blessings. On the goodness of God. How great God's been. Hello, somebody. Think about your children. Your grandchildren. We can think ourselves happy. You know, thinking changes so much. We end up being in a bad mood, bad attitude. Go to prayer. Walk away totally changed. One writer said, if you change your mind and your thinking, you'll change your world. It's that big of a deal. Somebody say it's a big deal. Thinking changes love in our hearts. Thinking affects how we treat others. Thinking affects our morale. Hello? Thinking, watch this now. Thinking, and I couldn't list everything, just different things come to my mind. There's a lot more to it. Affects every part of our life. Thinking affects our self-worth. Thinking affects our self-esteem. We can get so down on ourselves because we've been thinking. I failed. Nobody likes me. This person won't speak to me. That person did me wrong. Thinking puts us down and can make us feel so low in our worth. 
but also it can also build us up thinking. Somebody can come along and say, you know what, man, I just appreciate you, Brother Tony, the way that you go visit our, our elders and, 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 and encourage them. I get good reports, and man, the way you do this. And you're not all up on yourself, but that makes you feel better. You can have been feeling, man, I'm not, you know, I'm not this and I'm not that. But just somebody can come along and say some positive things, and you're going to walk away thinking a whole lot different about yourself. Hello? It makes a difference in how we think. It affects so much about our lives. Let me go on and share some more. It, thinking affects our character. It, it, it affects our integrity. I know you're going to agree with this one. Thinking affects our attitude. Hello? Sometimes we, we already determine before we get out of bed what kind of attitude we're going to have. <laughs> Sometimes before we get off of work and get home, we already got an attitude. But we have good attitudes. You ever notice that? We talk about attitude. When you see hear the word attitude, immediately you think bad attitude. But there's good attitudes. But it's all in the power. Everybody say the power of thinking. Thinking can determine whether we feel good or feel bad. You don't have to be sick or hurt to feel bad. And you don't have to be in the best of health to feel good. But our thinking affects the body has certain Chemicals in it, dopamine and, and everything else. I don't, I don't know what all they are, but it affects us. Prove a point. I hope I'm not boring y'all tonight. You know one thing that can get us in a good mood? I've seen it too many times. Put smiles on our faces. Huh? Sitting down to a good steak or a good meal or whatever it is you eating. Hello, somebody. Y'all were on target. Eating can put us in a good mood. And then getting too full put us in a sleepy mood. So there's th thinking affects. There's not a minute in our lives that thinking didn't affect it and impact it. That's how powerful deal. Thinking affects our outlook on life, our perspective of life. We can have a bad view. We're going to have a bad outlook. Uh, thinking is how we view ourselves. Thinking affects how, we, how others view us. Thinking determines whether we're being positive or negative. We can think negative. Then we're going to feel negative. And then we're going to speak negative, And then we're going to act negative. And it all started by thinking. It's amazing how thinking can go from a negative thought to a negative action. Because that's the train going in that direction. But positive thoughts will begin to think. It will have, it'll be positive thinking that will turn into positive attitude, that will turn into positive speaking, and will turn into positive action. Hello? Well, praise the Lord. Conflict can get blown completely out of proportion, out of portion. And the most contributor to that is thinking. Thinking. If somebody 
says something you don't like, if you don't think about it, you'll be okay. But if you go in your office and you sit down and you go to mulling it over, smoke starts coming out your ears. And you're not just going to think about that. You're going to think about everything else you don't like about them. You're going to think about everything else they've ever done to you. Come on. Why do we let thinking destroy stuff in our life? Come on. Why do we let thinking control so much of our life? Everybody say bitterness. You know, I've never met anybody, and I don't think it's possible to get bitter without first having an offense. And the offense can come by our thinking process. So bitterness comes from offense. Offense comes from the way we think. Bitterness comes from thinking on it and harboring offense. Then bitterness sets in. And then we don't even know why we're bitter. But it all started back with thinking. Thinking. There's a lot to think about. God helps us. I'll share with you. You know, there's times the pastor has to pray. God, reveal this, reveal that. I got a feeling that's what's going on. And they're seeing here, they're seeing there. And this happened to me somewhere in the world. I've only pastored two places, so you picked two. And I was saying, Lord, you know, went with it for I said, Lord, you know, reveal this. He said, okay. But are you willing me to reveal it at the cost of their children? Because those children are coming to church every Sunday. And if I reveal it, they'll leave. Thank God the Lord put thoughts in our mind. Hello? Y'all smile real good. Think some good thoughts about me, right? <laughs> Help me out. Praise God. Here's an example. Thinking brings imagination. It does. Laying in the bed. Hearing the noise. Start thinking, what is that? What could that be? Something scratching the screen. Bumping the door. Prowler. You know, I was just thinking about that could happen here. Huh? And all of a sudden, as you can just picture some guy with a big old knife trying to cut the screen and get in your kid's room. Because it's down the hall. And then when that happened, that's imagination. And all of a sudden, when that thought came, that imagination, paranoia set in. Oh, I know what it is. And your heart starts boom, 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 boom. Or maybe before 360 on phones, your kid didn't get home by 10 o'clock. And they just started driving. And you can't reach them. You, you know, we didn't have phones back then. And you're thinking... Hello? What could happen to them? And imagination is they've ran off, they've had a head-on collision, they got hit by a train, they got kidnapped. And the moment you start thinking, that paranoia and fear sets in. And then they pull in the driveway. What happened? You just put yourself through torment, thinking, turn into imagination, and imagination turns into fear. Hello? And we all face that. Everybody say thinking. The power of thinking. 
I clipped this little article I read. It said, according to Dr. Caroline Leaf, toxic thoughts. Everybody say toxic thoughts. <laughs> Such as stress, worry, free, anger, unforgiveness, and unforgiveness. Now I'm going to stop for a minute. Pick back up. Everybody say worry. Worry to kill you. Hello? Worry's not good for us. Worrying brings imaginations of fear. And my mama had an old saying about worrying don't do no good or whatever. I can't remember the. And she worried more than anybody. She got a TV one time because we wasn't raised with television. You know, that's a really good idea. And. And we didn't have one mainly because we were too poor to have one. But somebody talked her into getting one because she's living by herself. And you, you need to get you a TV. She got a little one. I remember walking in and go, oh, mama, I wasn't in church. I picked out got you one of them one-eyed devils, huh? <laughs> Just picking at her, you know. And But she had that TV for about two months. I come walking in. I said, well, where's that one-eyed devil? She said, I had to get rid of that thing. I said, why? She said, I got to watching them soap operas. She said, I stay up all night worrying about them folks. <laughs> so she had to get rid of it because this worried her. Of course, if you, had, if you knew my mama, you'd know why she worried about them. But worry will drive us crazy. It'll give us blood pressure. Hello? It caused mine and Brother Archie Madison's hair to turn silver. Hello, somebody. It affects us. Actually, all this causes damage to the brain. All of this does. Chemicals are released into the brain causing chaos and damage. Those toxic thoughts can cause a loss of sleep. Anybody ever lost sleep because you can't quit thinking about something? Or the ability to do your job right, physical illness, and more. In a spiritual sense, those toxic thoughts connect you to the curse. But when you guard your mind and your thoughts and keep yourself in an attitude of faith, praise, thanksgiving, and truth, you'll overcome healing, deliverance, and victory. We'll overcome the healing, deliverance, and victory thinking on these things. Well, praise God. Now, let's go to the next. There's four kinds of negative thinking. Now, there's more, but here's four. A lot of people struggle with negative thinking. Sometimes we go through seasons that we're battling with negative thinking, okay? And, and it's not good and not healthy and it's not happy. Negative thinking is, is miserable. Make you grumpy. Nobody wants to be around somebody that's negative all the time. You heard me the other night. Be positive, oh, negative. Blood types. Here's four common areas. Self-pity. Hello? Self-pity. Self-pity. Everybody say self-pity. Oh, poor pitiful me. Come on, we all have done it. We fall into this trap too often. Life is hard for us. As the saying goes, to each life some has rain, some rain must fall. And it's easy to think how while rain's falling in your world, 
You've been dealt an unfair hand. Your neighbor over here is basking in sunlight. You ever, you ever thought about when something bad happens, you go think about everything going right with other people? Huh? You know, what's going good for Why don't they ever have problems? Well, don't wish it on them. But we bring comparisons, and we become self-pity. Poor, pitiful me. Why is this always happening to me? And it's, we all can do it, and we're all going to do it. There, there's a spirit that can get on us. And if we allow it, that's one of those things that comes over, and we can grab it and start thinking on it. And we've got to, at some point, push it away because it's not beneficial to us, to our family, to our friends, to our church, to anybody, to your co-worker. Oh, praise God. Somebody might say, well, you don't know what I'm going through. If you just lived in my shoes for 24 hours. Well, for every rough 24 hours we have, there's thousands that have it much worse. Thinking. We can all get down the dumps, but if we'll start thinking about what others are going through. I remember sitting there, and Lord, how mercy, I'm nothing. Uh, but I remember sitting in my home. I couldn't stand going home because I knew what I'd do. I'd try to go visit somebody to avoid getting to the house. I knew what my night was going to consist of. Depression, tears, brokenness. That went on for probably a year or more. But somewhere in the, in the I don't know exactly how long it was. I was sitting there one night, Brother McGill, and I said, this ain't no fun. And I got my phone out, and I started thinking of everybody I knew that was going through something. And I started sending them encouraging texts. All across this district, outside the district. If I had their number and I knew they were going through something, I'd send. And it changed my entire attitude, the way I felt. It totally changed it. Why? Because I brought the focus off of my poor, pitiful self and started trying to encourage somebody else. And it's all about the way we think. So I encourage you, if you're going through something like that and that, that self-pity spirit gets on you, start thinking about somebody else and try and encourage them. Second, you know what the second worst negative thought is? Blaming others. Oh, you know the blame game, don't you? Do you know that Adam blamed God? He blamed Eve. But then he looked to God and he said, the woman thou gavest me. You started this problem, God. Because we're always going to blame other people. It's never our fault. You know, I've talked to some people and it was clear what they were doing. And they turned and blamed it on the other person. And I'm thinking, how did you do that? That's like turning an 18-wheeler around, you know, in a, in a dark alley. It ain't going to happen. But some people try. Because we're always... Attempting to find a scapegoat for our problems. We got to face it ourselves. Amen. Next is unwillingness to change. Hello, somebody. Unwilling. We can see our faults. We can see our ways. And if we have an unwillingness to change, our thinking process is never going to begin to think about what can I do to change. Hello? You know, if we start thinking, what can I do to change? We're going to come up with some good thoughts. God's going to help us out. And we're going to get out of that by thinking how to change that. 
Hello? Thinking. The power. Then another is anger and bitterness. Everybody say anger and bitterness. Now, Proverbs 25 and 28 says this. He that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without wall. Now, use that verse for this reason. Rule means no control. Our spirit is affected by our thinking. Anybody got a bad attitude? What do you say, boy, they got a bad spirit? Our thinking is where that's at. So we can say he that hath no control over our thinking is like a city broken down without walls. You know what that means? Everything and anything can come in. And if we don't control, pull the reins back, shoo it off. So I'm not thinking on that. If we just let it come in and we don't control our thinking. Now, I'm not trying to say we should never have, that we're never going to struggle with that. We're all going to struggle with that. But you see it happening, we can put the brakes on it. We can turn that vehicle around. And say, you know what, I'm not going to do that. Because that's got negative. That's got destruction. That's got, that's going to make me grumpy. That's going to make my mouth fly off. Huh? You ever flew off of somebody and you go, oh, God, now i got to go tell them I'm sorry? You can't pull it back, can you? But before we said it, we thought it. And that's when we should pull the reins back. Is when we're thinking it before we speak it. And I'm not trying to say none of us are perfect. But this is how we improve. This is how we help matters out. Amen? So what we should do, and God wants us to do, we're going to get into that scripture in a minute. What we should do and what we should want to do is control that thinking. Pull the reins in. Put the brakes on. Be in control. You know, if you're going, I was going down the road one day. Driving from New Hebron to Prentice, about 15 miles. My little cousin and I and going doing a job. And I'm just going down the road doing about 55. And next thing I know, I'm spinning. I, I'm grabbing the steering wheel. I'm hitting the brakes. Nothing's changing. I'm hydroplaning. There's an oak tree. I'm headed right toward it. There's nothing I can do. Basically, you remember when you were going to work at uh, Old Navy, it was snowing. I knew what I was doing. She didn't know what I was doing. I was having a little fun. I hit my brakes, and that snow, we just went twirl. There wasn't nobody on the road. <laughs> she started panicking. Daddy, what you doing? Well, I, even though I, I didn't have any control, I knew it was going to be okay because it's, it's going to stop before anybody gets here. Nobody's on the road at all. <coughs> but when you lose control, when you're hydroplaning, there's nothing you can do. It's out of control. We can't allow our thinking to get out of control. But we have the ability to control it. And so we want to strive to improve that by being intentional. 
That's why we should pray in the morning the scripture. Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord. Now, guess what? When you get about two hours down the, inside the day and you're having some bad attitude or thinking, you can stop. Well, wait a minute. I prayed, didn't I? Lord, help me. I really meant that prayer, Lord. I just got off track here. <coughs> well, praise the Lord. I hope to goodness I'm not boring you folks. Let our thinking be intentional, okay? Anybody here, everybody here has the ability, if you're having bad, if you're, I'm going to put it like this, if you're having stinking thinking, everybody say stinking thinking. You ever had any stinking thinking? Nobody wants around that because it stinks. I've stunk. I've had those stinking thinkings. Huh? Come on. Everybody's angels, aren't they? Now, knowing that, there's not a one of us that can't stop it and go, you know what? I want to think about this. And I'm going to think this of that person. And I'm going to think this about the day. And I'm going to think this about our church. You know, the bad thinking of others can influence you, and all of a sudden, a wonderful church one day, and the next day, it's a horrible church. Come on. One day, everybody's wonderful and glorious and great, and the next day, everybody's a hypocrite. Come on. I'm just being real tonight. And the devil's laughing in the corner going, yeah, I got you stinking thinking going on, don't I? And it impacts us walking in church. Hmm. I ain't inviting nobody to this church. I've actually heard not anybody here. But I've heard people in other churches say, I wouldn't invite nobody to my church. I don't want to walk in that mess. I'm thinking you're the biggest mess there. <laughs> Come on, somebody. But it's all, it all of it can be controlled by intentional thinking the right things. Tomorrow is going to make a big difference. You're going to start thinking about all this tomorrow. And when you go to thinking something negative or bad or whatever, you go, oh. And that's what this is all about. God wants to help us all. Because change our thinking will change our world. It changes our attitude, our outlook, how we think of ourselves, how we think of others. Amen. The right kind of thinking affects all of that. I'm not going to dote on the wrong kind of thinking. Because the scripture brought this out in Philippians 4 and 8. It says, finally, my brethren. In other words, cut the chase. Let's get down where the rubber meets the road. Finally, my brethren, whatsoever things are, everybody say, true. Whatsoever things are honest. Whatsoever things are just. Whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report. Now, I'm going to stop right there for a minute. Is any of that bad? Does that cover a whole lot? I don't have enough time to break each one of those down, what that in, you know, in depth you know, means. I think most people know the general of what that means. But all that's good stuff. And he says, if there be any virtue, 
And if there be any praise, think on these things. In other words, if you're having a bad day, get your mind over here. Think about what's pure. Think about what's honest. Think about what's lovely. Think about all these things. It'll change our day. It'll change our outlook, our attitude in life. We're going to start feeling better about who we are, where we're headed, how wonderful people are, how great God is, how great life is, how blessed we are. Think on these things. You know why God said that? Because we need it. He knows the power of thinking, both good and bad. Think it. Everybody say, think it. Oh, hallelujah. Clap your hands to Jesus. I want you all, I passed out sheets tonight, and all it is is the title of the scripture text and these scriptures. I want you to read those. I encourage you to read those. Because they're helpful. They can feed our spirit. They can get us in the right mode with our life of thinking. Everybody say thinking. Now, and we can make us notes and say, I'm going to think on the things that are true, not things that are false, things I don't know about. I've told many people when they're going through things, I said, look, don't think on what, think, stand on what you know. Don't, don't try to stand on what you don't know, what you wonder about, what you're just suspicious of. You can't stand on that. You'll sink quick. But you stand on what you know to be a fact and the good things, and you'll be all right. And that's what the devil wants us to get on, think on things or stand on things that are we don't know for sure. Isaiah 26 and 3 says, Thou wilt. Can you throw that up there? Thou will keep him in perfect peace. Oh, hallelujah, glory to God. Everybody say perfect peace. Now, how many of you love having peace? I mean, we talk to small children and say, what do you want? For there to be peace in the world. We all like peace. We're all happy during peace. We all get along during peace. And I'm not talking about the hippie peace. You know, they smoking weed. They happy about everything. Come on. Well, hello in here. But perfect peace means complete, mature peace. Where does it come from? Everybody point right here. Hello? Point right here. No, point to your head. <laughs> Brother Archie pointed me. Woo, glory. Right here. Perfect peace. What? Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed, secure, locked on thee. Because he trusteth in thee. God gives us peace if we'll keep our minds on the Lord. Now, I'm not saying we're going to go 24-7, 365 with our mind. When we see things happening, let's get our mind on God. Hello. Praise God. Let's go to Isaiah 43 and 18. Remember, you got to think to remember, ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. We don't go thinking back. Paul said this one thing I do, forgetting the things which are behind. And reaching forth to the things which are ahead. He's putting the negative behind him. He said, there's some good stuff up here. 
All that stuff behind me will tear me down, get me down, uh, you know, it is not going to benefit me, but there's some things ahead of me. There's new options. There's new choices. There's new, there's new styles of life. There's new opportunities. There's a new day. Think on this. Praise God. If you ever get to thinking about, oh, how rough life has been to me. Think about how good tomorrow is going to be. Hello? Well, praise the Lord. I'm almost done. I only have about 20 more scriptures to go. Psalm 139, 23 through 24. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and what? Know my thoughts. Mark 7, 21 through 22. From within, out of the heart of men, perceive what? Evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders. All of that came from stinking thinking, from lustful thinking. And a lot of times that is influenced by seeing things. Hello? Romans 8 and 6. For to be carnally, what? Minded is how we think. Thinking carnally is death. But to be spiritually minded. And peace. Remember that peace again. Oh, don't it sound good? Oh, we got we can go forward tomorrow and just do a whole lot better. We can help encourage others with their thinking. I know you're not gonna be rude. If you're close to somebody and they're having one of them days, say, you know, I love you, but that's some stinking thinking. You stinking, man. <laughs> no, I'm not telling you to do that. They might go to thinking bad things. Uh, Romans 12 and 2 said, be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed. How do we get transformed? By the renewing of our mind. Who praise God. Romans 12 and 3. For, the, for I say, though the grace given unto me, every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. But what? Think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. We can think too highly, but we need to think soberly, balanced. Oh, praise God. 1 Corinthians 2 and 11. For what man knoweth the things of a man, say the spirit of a man which is in him, even so the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit. You know, we can think in the spirit. We can pray in the Spirit, we can sing in the Spirit, we can think in the Spirit. Ephesians 4 and 23, and be renewed in the Spirit of your mind. Be renewed in the Spirit of our mind. Praise God. That, that tells us where our spirit is, isn't it? Come on. <clears throat> Philippians 2 and 5, how this, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Now, I want to ask you a question, though. I mean, you feel like Jesus had bad attitude, thought bad thoughts. Huh? No, he didn't. He could have. He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Hmm? Cut Malchus's ear off. He reached down and put it back on him whenever Peter cut it off. So, we can't be fully like Christ. 
but aren't we supposed to strive to be like him? Colossians chapter 3, verse 2. <coughs> set, everybody say set, your affections on things which are above and not on things on the earth. That's thinking, setting our affection. Whatever we're affectionate about is what we think about. Amen? The Bible tells us, you know, whatever trans, wherever our heart is, there is our treasure. Amen? I'm almost done, and I'm going to let you guys go. James 1 and 8. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. He won this way one day, another way tomorrow. Come on. This way if I'm talking to this person, that way if I'm talking to that person. 1 Peter 1 and 13 says, Wherefore, gird up the loins of your... Be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Let's all stand. Everybody say, the power of thinking. The power of thinking. I've, I don't know all there is about this by no measure. But I've heard doctors and I've read reports and heard people say, if you think about a sickness long enough, you can actually come down with it. Heard a story the other day. I don't know where I heard it. I'm just now remembering it. Maybe you heard it here. I don't know. But where they played a trick on the guy at work. And they all planned it. He's a good guy, healthy guy. Guy walked by and said, but Bill, you okay? Well, yeah, I feel fine. Man, your coat don't look good. You sure you're okay? Oh, yeah, I'm fine. So it's all planned. And here about 30 minutes, another guy, said, Brother Bill, man, you don't look good. You okay? Can we get you something? And about four done that. And by dinner, Brother Bill went home sick. <laughs> Hello? Why? Because he got to thinking. Come on. And so, thinking can help us figure ways to bless people. Ways to grow closer to the Lord. Ways to encourage people. Thinking changes our moods, our attitude, our life. And I can't, I'm just not going to keep reiterating that. But why don't we just come to the altar tonight? I encourage you, Lord. God's here to help us all. God's here to help us all. And our thinking is how he wants to work through and help us.